Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How Top are of you? the morning, my friend. You doing okay on a Thursday? I'm doing okay on a good, Thursday. How about good. you? I'm so far so good. I, I I'm I'm looking at the day as an opportunity to improve. Good. All of us kind of look at it that way, don't yeah, we? I think so. I mean, I think you and I do. I, I can I only think, speak for us. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I, there are times when you just kind of reload and do things, you know, and it, and it's like, okay, it's a lot of repetition, but no, you're starting off 2024 with the idea of moving forward, tucking your head, getting the tough yards every now and then and trying to improve one way or the other. Is the new year for you kind of like when you played golf, starting on hole 10? mentally, it feels like I get to restart. That's interesting. I had never thought of it that way, but I suppose there's probably some truth to that. I mean, when I play golf, if I'm having a front nine that isn't particularly great, Mm -hmm. once I hit 10, I'm like, oh, okay, I get to start all over You free yourself from the baggage. Yes. So, And are you mentally able to do that? I mean, are you able to flush it? I feel like it's a fresh start. So with that, when you hit New Year's, does it feel like a fresh start? You can flush some things that maybe didn't go the way you wanted them to in the previous year. Yeah, I think it does. I, I, I think that there is at least some form of reflection that all of us maybe not pointedly go through. Like, you know, I'm going to sit down and really take a look at where I went right. in 2023, what I want to improve. I think there's little bits and pieces of that hence the looking to improve, right? right? I mean, you know, can I be a better partner? Can I be a better dad? Can I be a better um, teammate? Whatever the case may be. Uh, it doesn't have to be a large jumping into the vat. It can just be dipping your toes, but kind of figuring out a different way to do things. But I always find it interesting that people do New Year's resolution. Yeah. Okay. Why not make a resolution May 7th? Why not make a resolution You're right. July 15th? Yeah. Why does it always have to be at the start of the new year? It's a good question. Why, why is that the new starting line? I understand it's the start of the year, but why do we in our own heads say, okay, this year I'm going to stop doing this. This year I'm going to start doing this. And then it lasts a couple of weeks, and then you think to yourself, okay, well, in 50 weeks, I'm going to try this again. You're right. You know, and it's funny that you mention it's the beginning of the new year, but when you're, and I'm so far into it now, over eight years, it'll be my ninth year on the Broncos beat next year. March is kind of the beginning of my new year. Really? Well, kind of like as well, the beginning of the league new year. Right. right? That's my point. When, When the league starts, that's kind of when my shuffling from January to March ends. Right. And I'm 
more clearly defined about what I will be doing. And I know what that's going to be. And really then from March until January, it's pretty much, now there's a, I mean, if you've got a Stanley cup that's being pursued or an NBA championship that's being pursued, you take a little time here and there to help out in that regard, but that's not my main responsibility. My responsibility is doing the Broncos for better or worse. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Pastor Tan, Justin Simmons, Marvin Mims, Michael Burton, Quinn Miners have started off the new year well because of what they did in 2023. Sertan, Simmons, Mims, all named starters for the Pro Bowl. Mims got the nod on special teams. Burton, Quinn Miners, third team alternates. This is the second consecutive year that Sertan has made the Pro Bowl. He will likely be a first or second team all pro, I would guess, and I would lean more towards first team all pro for consecutive seasons as well. Sertan and Justin Fields, they will forever be linked here in Denver. And we will always, out of the corner of our eye in Denver, check in to see how Justin Fields is doing. I suppose you're right. You know, we we saw him firsthand Mm -hmm. and he shredded the Broncos. The Broncos won the game. But Fields had a historic day for his tremendous three quarters, no question. As we sit here right now, snapshot of today, did George Payton make the right decision in drafting Sertan over Fields? Yes. I mean, yes. To me, Sertan is the most plug and play pro that I've seen in a long time uh, with. None of the baggage of, like, say, a Sauce Gardner, who is a fantastic talent, right? Yep. But is still a young player learning how to be a pro. I think he's probably there now. Right. But Pat Sertan was a pro from the second that he stepped on the field. And you could tell just by, you didn't have to watch him on the field. There are two guys in that locker room that I got this feeling about, not saying they were going to be future Hall of Famers, not saying there are going to be multiple All-Pros or Pro Bowlers. Uh, You got here in 2016, is that right? Yeah, May of 2016. Okay. So I had a chance to talk to this guy maybe a few more times before you did, but you got here at that time. I remember the first time I ever just sat in front of, stood in front of Justin Simmons Mm -hmm. and thought, this guy's impressive. It's not so much he says the right things, which he does, but his poise, his demeanor. He lives the right way. Yes. Yes. But, listen, I, I don't know if you could say Akib Talib lives the right way. No, I feel you on that. Right. Yeah. A different sort of thing, but I, I, I very impressive. No and, question about and it. And there are plenty of guys that you talk to in a locker room that you're like, man, this guy's kind of a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. And... He's a great player. And then you talk to a guy who sounds really, really, really impressive, and he's not much of a player. Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan, you just had that feeling about. You just had that feeling about. And here they are, uh, pro bowlers again. And we'll get into Simmons in a few minutes. But here's the thing when you look at the Broncos roster moving forward. If they want to move up in the draft, 
to get a quarterback and a team says, well, let's face it, by the way, the Broncos don't have a lot of draft capital. It would be Pat Sertan. And they have to dig into next year's draft capital. Right. By Robin Peter to pay Paul. Sure. And they say Sertan has to be a part of this. No question in your mind Sertan has to be a part of this. I'm asking you. No, I... You can, let's be pragmatic about it. Where are they right now? Do you believe the nine and eight, eight and nine? Do you believe that this is a step forward? Do you believe that they're going to be more in neutral at best? Do you believe they're a quarterback away? No, I don't believe they're a quarterback away. But it all starts with the quarterback. It does start with the quarterback. I don't believe they're a quarterback away. I think they're a lot of positions away. Okay, what positions would you I, target? I just, I, I what think positions would you target that they need to be better at? They have to have another corner. Now, that's if they're keeping Sertan. They've got to have... Then they might have to have two. Yeah, right. You've got to have better depth in your corner room. I think that you need to figure out what you're doing with tight ends. I don't think that you have the personnel in your tight end room right now that you probably want to move forward with. I mean, Troutman. No, I I, I well, like Troutman no, for who I'm, he is. No, all I'm all I'm, right. all I'm saying is he's a great guy, and you want him in your room. Yeah, yeah. But he's not your featured guy. No, right. No, uh, and I believe that they've got to re kind of constitute the receiving core and figure out what they're doing with their receiving core. Do they have playmakers in their receiving core right now? You can argue Cortland Sutton. He has had a fantastic year. No doubt about it. It was good to see him yesterday at practice. He was limited. But, um, okay, so maybe you feel like in 14 you've got a guy, right? Okay. I would cer- I would certainly going to cost you money. I, yeah. I would certainly, I would certainly listen to that, that that's part of the answer, not part of the problem. But where are you going with Jerry Judy? What is your future with Marvin Mims? How are you going to use him? How are you going to use him? We'll talk about that next. As I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor And I can't help but to hear No, I can't help but to hear In exchanging of words What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter But what a shame What a shame the poor groom's bride is a whore I chime in with a haven't you people ever heard of Closing a goddamn door No, it's much better to face these kinds of things With a sense Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. 
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Monday auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Last time we were talking a little bit about the new year. Make some resolutions. Well, I don't know if this should really be a resolution, but this should be on your to-do list if it isn't already or if you haven't done anything. You spend so much time as a parent, as a husband, as a wife, taking care of your family, taking care of your spouse. What have you done to take care of them if, God forbid, something happens? And if the answer is nothing, if you haven't done any estate planning, if you haven't done a will, a trust, something like that, I hate to say this, but you're really screwing over your loved ones because there is so much to do, so much the government is going to want from you, that if you leave them in a position where nothing is done, you are going to make their lives miserable for a very long time. Not on purpose. It's just going to happen. Take care of your affairs because if you don't, you're forcing your loved ones literally to do something that's harder than an Easter egg hunt. Find everything about your life that will have to be found out. I went to Dan McKenzie at the McKenzie Law Firm. So did Mandy. You put together a trust with him. Everything is taken care of. God forbid something happens tomorrow. I feel good about our situation. I know Mandy does as well. Even if you're not married, things need to be taken care of. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Go with Dan McKenzie at the McKenzie Law Firm, 833-CO-PLANS. 833-CO-PLANS or go to coplans.co. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. Don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of what the Broncos need to do during the offseason because we have the entire offseason starting on Monday <laughs> to talk about that. Right. But you did bring up a good point. So you have Marvin Mims, who is a starting pro bowler as a special teams guy. Right. Returning punts and kicks. The question is, when you look at the receiving room, you have Cortland Sutton. He's still going to be over $17 million against your cap. Seven and a half dead cap if you decide to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um Jerry Judy, we don't know about him. No. I mean, I like little Jordan Humphrey. I like Brandon Johnson. Yeah, I do too. Marvin Mims is going to likely be your future wide receiver. So if that is your plan for him and you're Sean Payton, are you putting him out there to do special teams again? (sighs) He's so valuable as a punt returner. He's the best. He's the best in the league. And he's and, the best in the league. Yeah, he is the best in the league. And he's so valuable when it comes to flipping fields and things of that. He's done it all season long. He makes a kick return interesting. There aren't many guys that can do that. You know, he's what Devin Hester used to be able to do that. I Devin mean, Hester needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with that. I, and, I agree. And we watch it on television. And I saw it firsthand when the Broncos played in Chicago and I'm at that game and I'm thinking, don't punt the ball, Todd Sauerbrunn, you big knucklehead at the end of the game to Devin Hester. Mm -hmm. And he did. And the Bears won. And he had a game that day anyway. 
Right. He just added to it. Yeah. Phenomenal talent. Um, opened a Super Bowl that they lost. Right. With a with a return for a touchdown. Just remarkable guy. And 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 Marvin Mims has that kind of juice. He really does. Um, so you have to be very careful about how you use him moving forward. But yeah, he's got to return kicks and kickoffs. You know, I I think are going to become less and less of an. They really already are. Um, maybe guys selectively will 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 start doing that. But I mean, now you can fair catch. You know, a kickoff. So use them on punts. Use them on be, punts. Feature them in the offense. Exactly. Okay. Want to get back to Justin Simmons? His resume is really starting to build, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, remember where he was when he got to this team and where he is now. He could not crack the lineup for the no-fly zone. No. He watched those guys, and you had a feeling he was going to be special. He finally got a chance to start when T.J. Ward was let go. Very controversial at its time. Especially with those guys in that second. Very much so. Because T.J. is a very well-liked guy. And he was a very good player. Sure. But they knew they had Justin Simmons. And I think, and Justin, if you remember, struggled early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really struggled early on in his career. But looking at him now, very rarely, and this is so interesting when I looked at his resume, Mm -hmm. how often does a guy have more all-pro honors than Pro Bowl honors? Yeah. That's really bizarre to me. Yeah, it's like... His ability was recognized further up the food chain than you you normally figure just through the all through the Pro Bowl stuff. You, you almost it's have weird. to you almost have to take a double take mm-hmm. when you look at his resume. This is only the second time he's made a Pro Bowl. Yeah, in his career, I am guessing he will make second team or third, first or second team. Mm-hmm. All-Pro again. He will be an All-Pro. Okay. He's a three-time second-team All-Pro. Very least, I believe he will be that. So he'll have four of those on his resume and only two Pro Bowls, which is odd. Usually, it's flipped around. When you look at Steve Atwater, I think he has three All-Pro honors, I believe, off the top of my head. You want to look it up. Um, I believe it's one first-team All-Pro, two second-team, and then eight Pro Bowl honors. Usually, that's what it looks like. With that, Steve Atwater and Dennis Smith are considered the two greatest safeties in Broncos history. Pretty bad boys. Okay. Do you think that Simmons will never be able to catch Steve Atwater for this reason? He doesn't make highlight plays like Atwater did with Okoye. You have two types of safety. When you talk about the greatest safeties of all time, what do they all have in common? Big hitters. Yeah. Ronnie Lott, Steve Atwater, John Lynch, Brian Dawkins. Steve could have played linebacker. Yeah. Ed, just Ed, a big body, Ed big Reed, strong dude. All big. Yeah. But but the guys who pick off passes, they seem to be kind of overlooked. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. Because we're not getting, we're getting Justin today. We usually get him on the podium yesterday. 
So obviously they were waiting for, for Pro Bowl, and we'll, we'll talk to Pro Bowlers today, which will be kind of fun because that's always a, a, a neat celebration. Um, where is Justin Simmons right now on a Hall of Fame arc? If he continues to pile up, all pro honors is he th- he he's not there yet no by any but he's like the leading active interceptor in the NFL his resume is a very different kind of resume but an impressive one yep when you when you start when you stop to think of dude is about to become a four-time all pro. That's that's right. pretty remarkable stuff. It is. I mean, you got a lot of guys that don't reach that level of acclimation. Right. So, but I think that he is clearly on an arc that if it plays out for another two or three years, and we knock on wood because he's missed some time here in the last couple of years, um, but he still is a young relatively young player. Um, I, I think he's got a really good shot to be a Hall of Fame type of player. Certainly a ring of famer. No question on that. Right. Yes, I would agree. And, and, and it's a bridge too far to start talking about Hall of Fame now. But, I mean, if you end up a career with 45, 50, whatever, interceptions, he's not probably going to get that far, but uh, but 40, let's say 40, 45 interceptions, and you're a seven-time All-Pro player, yeah. whew, that changes that changes the candidacy a little bit, I think, anyway. It's kind of interesting because he's a player that's played on one winning football team, one, his rookie season where he basically didn't play. I would literally need to go through the list, and I'm sure there are exceptions sure. to what I'm about to say. A lot of the guys in the Hall of Fame played on really good teams. Yes. Okay. Now, you remember this guy better than I do. I'm not going to ask you about this particular player um, when you watched him as a pro. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you about him knowing that the team that he played on, if he was on a better team, what kind of pro would he have been? Archie Manning. Yeah. Archie Manning played on really bad football Yes, teams. he did. Losing record Ain't. as a quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Two-time pro bowler. Won't even come close to sniffing the Hall of Fame. Won't even come close. But he was a great player who had the unfortunate circumstance of playing for a really bad team. And I wouldn't say he was a bad quarterback. I would say he was a very good quarterback that just happened to be in a bad situation. There are players like that. Who, when people talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, mm. I'm guessing Steve Young is somewhere on that top 10 list. He probably needs to be. Yeah. Well, what if he finished his career in Tampa? Yeah. Then what? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you're Some, right. Sometimes it depends on the team yeah. that you're on, certainly specifically at the quarterback position. But when you look at Justin Simmons, how many times has the guy played on national television? Since 2016. How often are the Broncos featured in any game? How often are are the national media talking about Justin Simmons? I'll say this about Justin Simmons. If he was on good teams, if he won a Super Bowl or two, I'm going to, 
what I'm about to say is not a knock on Steve Atwater. Because Steve Atwater was not only a great football player, but he's a very good analyst as well. Mm -hmm. If you put Justin Simmons on a team that had two Super Bowls and these honors, he'd probably be easily a guy that you would absolutely consider to be on your broadcast team nationally. Yeah. Like John Lynch was. Yeah. John Lynch was a color guy. Justin Simmons would be a color guy, first, second, worst case scenario, third in the booth. He'd be on CBS's show, NFL Today, because he's so smart. Might still end up getting there because he's got the whole package. Yeah, but here's the thing. Very rarely, they want the big names. The only guy that I can think of off the top of my head who had a good career, not a great career, didn't win anything, that has a tremendous broadcasting career, is Joel Klatt. He was a good quarterback at Colorado, Mm -hmm. not a great quarterback at Colorado. Didn't make it to the NFL. No. He's the lead guy on Fox. That, to me, is what Justin Simmons could be in the NFL. Not the lead, necessarily, but right up there. A la Kirk Herbstreet. Herbstreet's another one of those guys. Herbstreet was a guy. No, he was a quarterback at Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. But in in college, it doesn't mean as much. Right. Although, you have Matt Leiner on a college show, right? Yeah. You, you, You have... Well-known college guys. I'm saying in the NFL, if you've had a career, mm-hmm. they want you. I mean, I, Tom Brady is now the lead guy at Fox with a 10-year deal. Right. Making more money than he did when he played. If Greg Olson wasn't a very good tight end, he would not be in that position that he's in right now. I like the only too. reason Moose Johnson is in that position right. is he wasn't a great player for the Cowboys, but he was on a lot of Super Bowl teams. He was teams. on the Cowboys. He's on the Cowboys. On America's team. You're right. You know, it, Justin's such an interesting guy with so many very provocative depths because he's he, he has such a larger view of himself uh, and, and, and such a larger view of the world and his ability to help the world and make a difference in it. That's different in and of itself. You don't have a lot of people that think that way. He has always thought that way. And he has always sought to leave a place in a better shape than he found it. That's just the nature of who this guy is. There is no forcing it. This is his DNA. This is how he grew up. These are the values that he was given, bestowed, and these are the ones that he has cultivated. And um, from that standpoint, he is as interesting a guy as I've ever covered because of that depth. And I think that Justin Simmons will do whatever the hell Justin Simmons wants to do because I think he's earned it on so many different levels. He's a fantastic football player who can speak intelligently about the game, but he he, he seems just as comfortable in social situations, taking strong stances, trying to undo wrongs. I I mean, there's a lot of ways that Justin Simmons can go, and every single direction, I think that he would be proud and we'd be proud of him to go down. Steve Atwater, two-time first-team All-Pro, one-second-team All-Pro. Simmons is about to pass him for Mm All-Pro honors. Yeah. Okay. 
only has two Pro Bowls, right? Do you think he will ever pass Steve Atwater in the court of public opinion as the best safety in town? No. Why? I, I, I just, I, I, there's an aura around Steve. There is. There is a well-earned, dyed-in-the-wool respect for the era that he played in and the manner in which he played. Yep. The dignity that he has uh, and continues to have as a former pro, um, he is a Hall of Famer, and and I think the biggest question with him on that was, why the hell did it take him that long to get there? Well, I'll tell you something funny. If you're just strictly looking at numbers, if you're just strictly looking at numbers, uh, Dennis Smith's career completely mirrors Steve Atwater. Yeah. Completely mirrors it. Mm-hmm. But one guy had highlight type hits, and the other guy did not. One guy played in the 80s, Dennis Smith, was not part of an all-decade team. Steve Atwater was. Yeah. One guy has two Super Bowls on his resume. The other guy does not. Super Bowls certainly matter. Old school guys will tell you there isn't that much of a difference between Steve Atwater and Dennis Smith. But in the court of public opinion outside the Denver bubble, sure. who's Dennis Smith? Yeah, you're right. Unfairly. Dennis Smith. That's it. First team all pro twice. Atwater, first team all pro twice. Smith, second team all pro once. Same with Steve Atwater. Okay. Dennis Smith, six-time pro bowler. You have Atwater, eight-time pro bowler. Negligible. Both guys in the ring of fame. One guy all-decade team, one guy not all-decade team. Mm. What will be interesting is, and we have to hit a break, is this. Generally speaking, if you are on an all-decade team, that is a stamp on your passport into Canton, Ohio. Which makes Chris Harris so interesting. Exactly. Coming up after the break. Maybe we'll have Chris on the show to talk about that. Uh, Coming up after the break, uh, Sean Payton was asked at yesterday's press conference. He's going to use some of the younger guys. Final game of the season. Why not see what they can do? Sean's answer is exactly what you would expect it would be. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS 
and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Sean Payton was asked at yesterday's press conference if he's going to use the final regular season game as an opportunity to see younger players in different roles. Right on script for Payton, but I think he, it's not so much that I think he believes it. Um, he believes it. This is who he is. It, it, it is. It is. And he I, he really wants to win this mm-hmm. game. And I think, no question. And I think there are a lot of players in that locker room, specifically the older guys. Simmons, Sutton, Jewel, Bowles, who have been here for a long time, who have never experienced a winning record. Peyton said, I'm playing like I would if we had to win. I'm playing like it's a regular season game. After talking to guys in the locker room yesterday, and I did as well, do you feel for a lot of these guys winning this final game to have a winning record for the first time since 2016 is as important as any game on their schedule this year? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I I know that that sounds kind of silly. Right. I, I get it, but I don't know. I'm around these guys a lot for the course of six months, and you begin to trust what you feel with the group. I don't think that this is a forced emotion. I don't think that this is a forced desire. I, I, I saw a football team that practiced with very good energy and focus yesterday during the time that I was able to watch it and that we were all able to watch it rather. And I do think that this is a football team that's very motivated. Jared Stidham is certainly very motivated no question. to play well, to deliver a winning effort. Um, I do think it's a big deal. And it may seem silly to those who have never gone through something like this, but winning a football game in the NFL is a big deal every week. And if it's a big deal every week during the regular season, it sure as hell is an even bigger deal when it can give you something that you haven't had in eight years. And even if it's symbolic, even if it's just like... It is symbolic. Right. If they were sitting right now at seven and nine, Mm -hmm. yes, they'd want to win the game, but... Totally different feeling. I agree. And as such, there's a little more juice to the game on Sunday. I think the Raiders are going to play hard. I think they're playing hard for Antonio Pierce. Well, Antonio Pierce wants that head coach. You're damn job. right. He, and, and he's and I think he's earned it. So if the players want him back, they better take this yes. game seriously. I think I, I think it will be I think it will be a very it'll be a fiercely sl- played game. It'll be a slug fest yes. at sixteen thirteen. Yep. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You think the Broncos are scoring more than 21 points against the Raiders? Well, now you just said 16-13, so now you're going to 21. No, no, I'm saying that. Yes, I do think they'll score more than 21. I do. I do. I'll go over on that. What is the over? Check the over-under in that game, Alex. I, I, yeah, I think they'll be better offensively this week. 38. 38 is is your over-under. 19-19. Yeah. Hmm. Not much. No, it ain't. You're right. Who's favored in that game? Uh, they uh, Raiders by Raiders. two and a half. Yep, exactly. Okay, so if they're favored by two and a half, yeah, that then the final score is roughly nineteen seventeen Raiders. Yeah, roughly. So, so the odds makers don't have the Broncos scoring twenty one points. Yeah, 
but I think I, but, but I'm odd. I'm just not an odds maker. I, I, I like the Broncos chances to score in this. They'll have Sutton back. I, I think, and they'll have Mims back. Sounds like. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I just don't know whether they, I mean, the running game has become, they just, they don't have any steam in their running game. Well, I think that he, concerns me a I little think, bit. I think there's a reason why. When they were one and five, Russell threw the ball a lot more. Yeah. Cap. Right. So when they know you're going to run all the time, they're going to gear up for the run. Mm-hmm. Again, looking at the stat, roughly when they were one and five, they ran the ball as much as, not as much as, but they didn't have a lot of running plays. So other defenses couldn't key on the run. That's one reason why they had about four plus yards of carry. Now that every team knows they're going to run, they gear up for the run. They run the ball more, but the yards per carry is down. It is down. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed them? It is very likely the Broncos will have a fourth straight season with no 1,000-yard rusher or receiver. And Jonathan Gannon said Kyler Murray is the Cardinals quarterback for the future. Is he right? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. When you hear a song, do you ever think of a movie? Yeah. I don't know which one I think there. That's Jay Giles' band, Love Stinks, right? What's it from? Wedding Singer. Oh, never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen Wedding Singer? No, not my deal. Oh, great movie. I'm sure it is. All right. Not for me. Did you like Waterboy? Not. So you're not an Adam Sandler guy? No. Happy Gilmore? No way? No. Couldn't care less. Okay. Well, that's... I was cheering for the crocodile. Or Bob Barker? Yeah. Okay. No. Welcome back. (laughs) I mean... Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. Reach us on the uh, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Monday, there's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desk, uh, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. And by the way, this auction is open right now. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, 
Barring performances on Sunday versus the Raiders that would challenge single-game NFL records, the Broncos will finish a fourth straight season with no 1,000-yard rusher or 1,000-yard receiver. Every other team in the NFL has checked at least one of those boxes since 2020, and the majority of teams have hit both. Uh, who's most to blame for four straight years of no 1,000-yard rusher or receiver? Most to blame? Offensive plan and execution of said plan, I think. We can point the finger at Russell Wilson. Sure. Okay. For maybe not running Sean Payton's game plan the way Sean wants it. But in this particular case, when you look at numbers that are more applicable to a tight end, which ironically, they don't have much of a tight end room. Right. Although we love Adam Troutman and Manhurts. Uh, this is on Peyton. I mean, now, granted, he rotates running backs, mm-hmm. but Javante Williams was the primary guy. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Not a thousand-yard rusher. Right. So, if you don't like the way R- Russell Wilson runs your game plan, that's fine. Well, that's kind of where we're at, right? Right. But <laughs> But then in the running game, there's not much there either. No, there isn't. And they've had their offensive line... The entire season for pass pro and for running the ball. A couple times McGlinchey had to walk out of a game for a play. What does that tell you? Not so much about their offensive line, but what is that going to look like if a couple of guys get dinged up next year? If you could only keep one running back out of that room right now, who would it be? Well, I think the popular answer today is going to be Jaleel McLaughlin. Mm-hmm, he, is, he is going to be the joker. Now, Jaleel McLaughlin's going to have to work on his pass protection. Yeah. And if he does, he can play multiple positions He's on intriguing, the field. isn't he? He is. He is. But that's not your answer. Who's your answer? Would, I, you, would I, you keep any of them right now? I'd keep Javante. Yeah. Remember, so he's I. coming off a serious knee injury. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I don't know how his knee is feeling right now. But his knee looked pretty fresh at the beginning of the season. All I know how is... How can you expect this guy to be a 1,000-yard rusher right. knowing all of the wear and tear he took following knee surgery in which most human beings, that m- most football players, not because human beings and football players are different when it comes to how physical they are, the treatment they get, yada, yada, yada. Uh, most of us didn't think that Javante would play till maybe yeah. the quarter pole or the halfway point of the season. If there was an award for badassery, Alex Singleton would probably get it, but Javante Williams is the badass of that football team, in my opinion. The way he came back from that injury. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? His availability, and and you can argue spark or lack of spark, and and I would listen to that. It's fair. Right. But, my God, his availability week to week has been nothing short of remarkable. All right, just in case you missed it, Arizona Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon spoke on Kyler Murray's future with the team. Uh, when asked if there's any doubt who the quarterback is going to be next season, he said there is no doubt Murray is the guy, saying number one is our franchise quarterback. Do you think Kyler Murray will remain a Cardinal, or will he be moved? Hmm. Well, they've had a nice little run with him here If somebody coming s- back. If somebody said to me, would you like to bet your mortgage, all of your life savings, 401k, stocks, everything, on Patrick Mahomes being the Chiefs quarterback next year? Oh, I'd buy it. I'd bet it all. Yep. If you ask me that same question about Kyler Murray, 
I would not. No. He asked me that question about Justin Fields. I would not. He asked me that question about Josh Allen. I would. Jalen Hurts. I would. Is that put into put into Lamar Jackson? I'm pretty sure. Correct. So with that, despite his answer, he said the right thing, and that's fine. Because if he says anything other than that, it's going to become a news story. Absolutely. So just put the fire out, full well knowing that you have a bunch of twigs and logs soaked in kerosene, ready to go in another room. You know, and and by the way, while we're at it, I think Jonathan Gannon probably deserves a little bit of credit. I think he's done a decent job with a crappy football team. Decent job. You know, right. Right? I mean, he's been okay. He's done a pretty good job. Beat well, the Steelers and uh, Eagles last yeah, weekend. just yeah. beat the Eagles. Well, they beat the Cowboys earlier this season. Right. How do you like that? I mean, yeah. They've had they've had two signature wins. The Broncos have had one. The Chiefs. And the Chiefs aren't as good this year. I kept saying that over and over again when they beat the Chiefs. I'm like, well, yes. it's still a signature win. It doesn't make any difference. They've no, won no, 10 no. games. No, what, what what I'm saying is is that the Chiefs aren't the team they used to be. So remember when they beat the Chiefs, I said, trust me, they're they're not the same team. And you know, do you remember what else I said to you? I'm sure it was brilliant. No, actually it wasn't. I said they will be lucky to be the third seed. Oh, and well, they, that may they, very well be. They, they said they might even be the fourth seed. And I would argue with uh, signature wins. I think the win at Buffalo was a signature win. Oh, yeah, win. you're right. You're right. But they were in a different spot. If, if the uh, Bills it, played the Broncos now, are you feeling good about the Broncos? No, but they won the game in Buffalo. They won the game in Buffalo. Is it a signature win? Yes. See, you like to kind of massage it, and you can spin anything. Yes, to 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 fit your argument. I think the Chiefs win was a signature win. Yes. The Buffalo win I was agree. a signature win. I agree. And I and I would say that the Cleveland win is going to end up being a signature win for this franchise. But I but yes, I would I would entertain your argument about. But look at where they were at that particular time. That's fair. They caught the Bills at the right time. Yes, they did. But the win over Cleveland, that, the way they beat up that team, mm-hmm. yes. Now, if Joe Flacco was the quarterback, who knows? Bottom line is, they beat three teams that are in the playoffs. Yes. That's all you need to know. They That's beat, exactly they right. They beat three playoff teams. And then they lost to the Jets, the Commanders, and the Raiders. And are still trying to live it down. Right. Right. All right. So that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. If you want to redesign your entire kitchen and do something nice for the new year, you can do that over there. Their staff is ready to help you out. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Pat Sertan and Justin Fields will be forever linked in Denver. Pat Sertan, a pro bowler again. Would you still rather have Justin Fields? That's next.